If you're interested in small business, you're going to want to subscribe to the Small Business Showcase by Kaizentree. We meet with small business owners every week to discuss lessons that you can apply in your own journey. Learn from their failures, successes, and stories to discover how to build a life doing what you love. For those of you who already have a small business, be sure to check out kaizentree.com, an online platform that helps manage your inventory, sales channels, customer relationships, and more. Hi there, welcome back to the Kaizen Tree podcast. Um, today we have Onyx with us. How are you doing, Onyx? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me here. Oh, thanks, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm doing great, thank you. Um, Onyx, uh, to get started and for the viewers to understand um, what we're going to be talking about, could you tell us a bit more about your company, please? Sure. So, um... I am a physician by background and I worked uh, after my medical training in the U.S. I worked in industry for many years. And then um, after I left um, the pharmaceutical industry, I started um, my company called Casa de Sante. And um, I got the idea from the company. I, I wanted to start a company because uh, I wanted some more flexibility. At that time, I had uh, my triplets were still pretty young. And um, I, you know, I so I moved from the corporate grind of um, traveling and um, having people that uh, I, my members of my team. This there were I had members of my team in Asia, and I had people in California. So my day was to start in Asia and end um, in California time. So pretty very long days and lots of traveling. And so I wanted the freedom of. Um, being my own boss and having the flexibility um, with the kids. So I um, I had the idea of studying Casa de Sante when I, my brother had, um, uh, he had IBS and he was on the low FODMAP diet. And that was, even though I was a physician, I'm a physician, I had not really heard about the diet at the time, but he hadn't, he had in a lot of options, uh, things to eat uh, on the diet. And so um, I got the idea of uh, studying um, Casa de Sante as a gut health brand, a low food, which made products for people on the low FODMAP diet. And so we started off um, um, with seasonings and then we went into supplements. And now we've just added a service whereby um, patients can see dietitians and coaches as well as get um, monthly customized meal plans. So we're going to um, tele, we've added on a telehealth offering uh, to to what we do now. I see. First of all, you said you got triplets? Yes, I do. And I always oh, advise wow. people, don't do it. <laughs> so yeah, I do. It. Um, well, congratulations on that. Um, you, you mentioned the, the people on the low food map diet. Could, could you uh, expand on this? Could you explain what this means? Oh, sure, sure. So um, the low FODMAP diet, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a handful, the word FODMAP, uh, but it's a diet um, where people, um, the FODMAPs are um, fermentable carbohydrates. Um, so it stands for, um, F stands for fermentable, O is oligos oligosaccharides, D is the saccharides, M is monosaccharides and polyols. Um, so that's pretty much what it is. And basically they are carbohydrates that um, when people who um, have IBS eat, they get fermented in their um, in, in their store, in the intestines and they got. And um, with the fermentation, there's gas made, sort of like when you make, um, when you ferment beer or any other, anything else and uh, gas is given off and the gas uh, causes bloating, it causes um, diarrhea, and um, constipation. 
Uh, so the concept of fast FODMAP was first discovered in Australia. And um, so it's uh, it's a started off in Australia and then the low FODMAP diet was developed and it's been found to help 75% uh, of people with IBS, they get um, relief from the diet. And um, and and so um, and, and so we make products um, for people on that diet because one of the main things that you can eat on the diet is onion and garlic, and it's in a lot of um, foods, and also um, gluten-containing grains are also um, high in FODMAPs, so you can eat those as well, and um, dairy um, and um, high fructose foods, and, and a bunch of other things. Um, so we actually send our products to Australia to get tested. Um, for FODMAP levels and certified as low FODMAP. I see. And you, you, you mentioned uh, you had a relative working on this um, in on the IBS sector. Is there anything else that brought you uh, in particular to this uh, particular industry? Um, so mostly I saw the need with my brother in you know, having IBS and being on the diet. As I got more into uh, into it I and talking, reaching out to my customers, I saw more and more that this is... Um, an area where there was a, a huge need, a huge demand, but I wasn't necessarily being fulfilled and was um, being ignored to some extent. I see. Uh, so you, you just mentioned um, reaching out to customers, right? And so this brings me to uh, my next question. In this pharmaceutical environment, in this pharmaceutical industry, there are a lot of players already right, existing. How do you Go to new, go to people and um, make them join your. Uh, I mean, make them try your products instead of another one that is already established. So um, the thing about the low, um, the thing about people with IBS is that um, there IBS is not ju not just one approach. So uh, medication is part of the arsenal, and it it helps some people, but. Um, a lot of times it's just not enough. So they need um, help with not just medication, diet, as well as even stress and, and um, uh, the mental part of it because of the gut-brain connection. So uh, the people that come to us and use our products are people who have they, they they try medication. You know, I I am all and I, I mean, you know, I advocate for that. They should certainly try everything that um their um providers, the physicians or any other providers suggest that would help them. And then they want to get a whole. Uh, they want to get a handle on their diet, and they've, maybe they've been told to try the low FODMAP diet, or they just want to try it on their own. Um, and so they start the diet, and then they need products because the diet is not very straightforward. You, um. It's, they often often need help to get through it. And definitely, if you don't want to be cooking by yourself all the time and living like a hermit for these six months, six weeks, sorry, of the first phase of the diet, um, you, you're going to need some help. Um, so we provide that help. We provide that convenience to make it easier um, to go on the diet. And uh, we provide educational resources as well. Okay, so you provide, you, you provide services. And I think that that's interesting because I believe that you might be the first company that we... Uh... We talked to where we interview on the podcast that um, is mainly on service, um, provide, providing services. Do you also have products that you sell? Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. We sell um, seasonings. We used to sell a lot more, uh, but in the food um, sector. But now we sell. We sell. We still sell seasonings and some salad dressings, and uh, we sell um, gut health supplements as well. So we we um, set out with products, and now we've added services on onto it. Yeah. I see. And when was the when was the company created? Uh, so 
about four years ago to 2018. Uh, okay, so you 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 basically started right before the pandemic started, correct? Um. Well, I think when I say in 2020, so a couple of years before the pandemic, yeah. We, okay. How how did you um how did you handle the pandemic? Because a lot of companies, I mean, it's it's definitely impacted all of them. Some of them uh, negatively, some of them positively. How did uh, you handle it? Yeah, so I think for e-commerce, for some e-commerce companies, uh, it was uh, sort of a um, well, they, they did quite well during the pandemic, and I think we were we um, we did um, get a um, I don't want to use the word boost, but we certainly saw an increase um, from the pandemic, both because people were um, you know people were cooking more at home. And also because people didn't want to go to the supermarket, so they're, they're buying more online and their level of stress increased for everybody. So maybe, um, you know, people with IBS are having more symptoms. Uh, so the pandemic, um, so it was um, like a lot of e-commerce companies, we did see a rise um, in, you know, in sales and whatnot from the pandemic. Yeah, so it was, uh, so I, I know some companies had, um, it was tough for some companies, but not necessarily for us. I see. I see. Well, what was then your biggest hurdle? What would be your biggest, what would you say was your biggest hurdle since you've created the company and how have you overcome it? Uh, so the biggest hurdle was probably um, a lot of hurdles. Um, the biggest hurdle I think was probably um maybe pricing and that was a that was a big one and understanding um pricing and how to um reach to reach out to our customers because you know when we started and when we still uh we're not a we're not a big company so we can't really um we can't really offer um bare um, bones price, you know, the, we, we can't compete with the larger companies on pricing. So we're making food products that, for example, that, you know, um, we make um, ketchup, for example. So you have Heinz making ketchup and they're selling their ketchup for maybe a dollar or something like that. And we, we, can't, ne we can't necessarily do that because uh, our costs of goods is not the same as Heinz or, or you know, we're making salsa and, uh, and you have Campbell's uh, selling it um, or some other food companies selling it at very low prices, and we can't um, compete with them on on pricing because we don't have that type of um, we don't have that type of um, um, costs. Uh, we're not able to bring our costs down because of our size, and so just getting customers to understand that um, to understand that and 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 seeing the value. The product, even though it's not as cheap as um, what they expect in the supermarket, um, not only can we not bring our cost down, we don't compromise on the quality of ingredients, and um, and so we we don't use fillers, for example, in our seasonings. We don't use a ton of salt uh, to take up space and um, bring the the cost of the seasonings down in in terms of um, making it and make use, making sure we're using high quality and fresh ingredients. Uh, so yeah, so the, the challenge, you know, initially the challenge was getting the, to see the customer, to, to, the cost, getting the customers to see the benefits of the, of um of our products and um and accept the pricing, but that was something that we um that we overcame, um just by um 
like we created a community and educated and there was a lot of education of course of customers and um uh, our consumers and that helped a lot and we also partnered with um, a, a number of um, influencers in the space um dietitians people that uh, customers trusted and uh, we sent them samples they tried our products saw the benefits of the products and um were, were felt comfortable recommending it to their clients I see. And you mentioned the, the 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 educating part. How how did you do this? Was it through lectures? Was it through seminars? Um, the, we educated um, through blog posts mostly. I see. A lot of businesses that we talk to, a lot of uh, smaller companies that we talk to, they say also that one of the biggest hurdles that they've had while growing is managing um, their inventory. Have you had this kind of uh Problem. So yeah, inventory is um, certainly challenging and um, has um, continues to be a challenge. At this time, we, I just have somebody checking the inventory manually every week um, rather than yeah. automating it. Considering your background, um, I would imagine that product the, the creation of the product is a part that you're very uh, um, um, interested in. Um, would you say that you're more interested in creating the product in itself or more of the business side, uh, the logistics side? Of, uh, of the business the business that i enjoy the most is probably the um, in, in education and the mm-hmm. um, educating the customers the clients um, that's the part i probably enjoy the most things that i'm not enthused about i tend to have people doing that um, <laughs> and I, so so yeah so those are the like the operations and the logistics um i i i, I am involved in it but i, I don't uh, spend a lot of time on um, things that are not my areas of strengths, for example. I see. And in the in the in the very beginning of this podcast, you mentioned how you decided to create your own company to be your own boss because you wanted to be able to manage your time as you wanted. Uh, for a lot of new, uh, I mean, entrepreneurs, right? New business owners, new um, CEOs, as, as yourself, it's very very hard to actually get. I'm alone. So what do you do for you yourself that makes it so that you're able to try to have a bit of your time, uh, like, try to have a, some sort of um, equilibrium? Um, I, I don't have very good equilibrium. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think is that you, you think that you're going to have a lot more freedom uh, as a business person and you don't necessarily have all time. You're sort of slaves to the business and your customers. Um, so um, I, I, then I, 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 do have um flexibility and in in terms of I can um I can dictate my own time but um mm-hmm. I I don't think I I have as much equilibrium as I would like but what helps in managing things is just uh, automating as much as possible um and um delegating um but I'm a, I'm a big fan of automation I see I see now for for my for my final question I'd like to know if you can tell us um what is the next big move that you have what is the next big plan um, objective well i right now I, we're just trying to um get the service side of the business up and running and so for the foreseeable future that's what we're going to be concentrating on just getting the um virtual care um going and um up and running and um and getting as many patients as we can. Um, so that, that's that's a big thing for us right now. I see. I see. Well, thank you very much for this conversation and uh, best, best of luck 
uh, to you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Showcase. If you like the episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss out on the next one. The discussion continues online. Head over to kaizentree.com slash articles to share your thoughts on today's show and to read some of our articles which cover useful topics such as what to do about Apple's new iOS update. For more from Kaizentree, follow our Instagram at kaizentree or visit our website www.kaizentree.com That's www.kaizentree.com www.kaizentree.com